Hello and welcome into another episode of Podcast 63. It is Season 5, Episode 10. And this week, I believe, is the first week that we get to talk about two Rambler wins. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Are we no, right? No, no, no. I, I, I'm going to go with it. We're going to go with it. Two wins in the bank. Two big wins, um, uh, and we'll be talking about it. This is definitely going to be a good vibes, uh, good reflection. Um, we are going to have some fun on this one. You know, we'll probably poke at a few things that still need to be corrected. But for the most part, this one is going to be a, a bit of a, um, I think, a deep breath for our fans. Um, there has been uh, some, some troubling and, and difficult times, so it's good to take a break. Look at these two big W's and uh, see where our Ramblers go from here. Um, Lou, how was your past week? How did you uh, celebrate the, the the big win over Clemson? Uh, big win over Clemson. Just go to a flea market on, uh, and buy some Christmas gifts. And I think I bought even people more gifts because I was in such a happy mood. So uh, I think Loyola being Santa and giving me a great gift before Christmas, I was being Santa and giving people more gifts than they needed. Um, so yeah, just a joyful, just absolutely joyful. You got a, uh, you know, karma, you got a, you got a gift, you know, just as much as you get, if not more. Absolutely. And, uh, these, uh, Rambler road dogs went out and gave us a big W. So we will be talking about that as well as a few other, uh, loyal notes from the week and, um, stick with us and don't forget, always remember, go blurs. He jumps, he passes out to Hunter, Hunter shoots, off the rim, Brown gets the score, it's over, it's over, we won, we won the ball game, Viola won the ball game, oh, we won, 60 to 58. And we are back, um, so let us start at the beginning of the week, uh, I think that's the best place to start as per usual. Um, we uh, welcomed Green Bay into Gentile, and um, I don't think there's any real other way to put it. Uh, Green Bay is not very good, or at least hasn't been very good up to this point in the season. They had just gotten their first win on the year, literally the night before they played us. Um, I think they beat IUPUI, which um, is a, their is they're both Horizon League teams. IUPUI is one of the bottom feeders this past couple years um so again you know uh, green bay was struggling but uh still an opponent as we saw uh the first game of the year with fairly dickinson um that you cannot uh take anyone lightly and our ramblers did not um we talked about it kind of in the pregame, uh kind of on twitter or on our, our pre uh game our preview for the game the article um, about how we just wanted to see some some great signs, and it didn't necessarily have to be great shooting. Uh, we were hoping to, to hold them under, I think we said 60 points. Um, we were hoping that we would decrease our turnovers and create some turnovers of our own. Uh, and those were things that uh, our, our Ramblers did. Um, held them to 46 points, which uh, 16 in the first half is just excellent. Um, there's no two ways about that. We only turned the ball over 11 times, and I believe one of them was just like Braden holding the ball at the end of the game or, or something to that effect. Maybe not Braden because I think he was already out. Um, but, uh, you know, 10 turnovers on the day, that, that's a pretty – that's a great number for our, for our team, the way that we play defense, the way that we can shoot the ball. 10 turnovers is excellent. So happy to see that. Um, just, I think, uh, some great contributions across the board. Um, it was good to see Braden have a bounce-back game. 
Um, four threes in the game, four for six, which is a, a great number for him. Um, some key contributions from some of the other guys. Uh, Welch with, with 12 points. Uh, Phil also with 11. Nice to see Benny get in, in the action with eight. Um, but uh, just some, some good all-around uh, contributions. Uh, Jaden came in and hit a three early in the first half uh, to go with three rebounds and three assists. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it was fun to see some of those bench guys get in at, toward the end of the game. Have to mention Will Smythe's huge bucket. Um, but also good to see Jamiro Wilson, who um, has not played all that much. Um, and I did listen to the uh, Bears, Blairs, and Belgium. They're, oh, my gosh, that's the two names ago. It's Bears, Blairs, and Blackwater, soon to be something else. Um, and they were saying that uh, Jamiro Wilson had been sick and also was dealing with some injuries. Um, so that might shake up, at least changes my opinion of what might be going on uh, with him. Um, not to say that he's going to step up and be a huge contributor, but at least he can be. You know, he, or It looks like he might have the potential to be uh, in, the, in the lineup at some point this season. So those are kind of the highlights. Um, Lou, I don't know if you have any anything in particular like uh, you want to start a tangent on here, but uh, yeah, seventy to forty six win, and uh, take it away. Yeah, it's kind of hard to start tangents on a on a big win like that. Um, I think the biggest things were right away were like we knew we were playing. It in it, 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 there's no easy way to say this without sounding maybe rude. Uh, people might think, but it's like you're playing a lesser kind of valued team in the NCAA right there with Green Bay, right? But like that doesn't mean you play down to them. Um, because there are plenty of opportunities where teams in college football, college basketball, you can play down to a team and they will come right back and kind of punch you in the face. So, um, and nearly, I think that happened with us with Fairleigh Dickinson, honestly, um, that could have been an issue, but with green Bay, I think the biggest thing, like you said, was, um, our defense be able to control them and then limiting our turnovers. Those are two lessons we kind of just need to figure out on a consistent basis. Um, and this was the first game, uh, first of all, first game, that we've allowed our opponent to score under 50. Um, and I think, like I said in the preview, this this brought our uh, margin down, I think, under 70 a game uh, that we allow teams to. So this was, a, I think, dramatic game to, like, showcase what we can do um, and how to limit things. Um, and then, honestly, how to actually control the ball. Um, and I think that was just the great thing. So really not a tangent. Um, I think just also, like, a lesson that uh, we're going to still take time to figure out, right? Like, guys... I saw a picture the other day. I think it was during the Clemson game. Yeah, it was a graphic they had, and it nearly hit me in the Clemson game. So it is tied to both these games. But, like, we have 11 guys who had never played for Loyola, I think, yeah. last year or even in any prior time. Um, again, maybe they might have been including Ben. I forget, honestly. But, yeah, so I still think this game was a learning lesson and a great one um, at home too, right? Uh, we just had a tough loss to DePaul that home game before. And we don't usually lose often on the home court, right? Like the Missouri State game last year um, snapped a streak of, what, over 20-plus. And so we mm-hmm. and this was the first home loss against DePaul. So to kind of get back on the home court advantage, I think, was crucial. And uh, another big shout-out to the student section, honestly. I think that was mm-hmm. surprising as well um, in a good way. That it was like not finals week, but you're pretty darn close. And it's a Tuesday night. And we kind of just got bit by DePaul on Saturday. So, like, Who'd want to come? And the student section was way more packed than us season ticket holder sections, and I loved every single moment of it, right? Um, so I think that was really cool to see. Um, and then, no, lastly, Will Smythe, 
getting a bucket. Like you could say victory cigar, however you want to phrase it. Just it's tremendous. And lo and behold, I couldn't believe it, but you did some digging and I did some digging first career college uh, point ever. Um, Will yeah. sat out last year, which for some reason thought he played. Maybe it was just the hair. All right. Cause everyone had, he has great hair, so you just can't miss him. But yeah, no, um, that, that's just a highlight I think. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, it, we can tackle any fundamental things. I think this was a really great learning lesson game, um, especially after a tough loss. Yeah, I think one of the, the guys that I thought start, stuck out for me who you will not really see it from the box score doesn't jump out. Um, I thought Marquise played really well in this game. You know, not trying to mm. do too much. Uh, leader on defense, uh, did block a shot, but was constantly in passing lanes. Um five big assists which is i think the most from him in a, in a while i mean I, I do believe he's had more than that in a game but um they just thought he played within himself he played patient i liked uh some of his his like penetration to the hoop I, I can remember in particular one where he drove to the hoop drew a double team pump, pump faked and then was able to find bryce golden under the basket um for a layup um and then even just like one early in the game shot clock running down um, the ball came out to him at the, at the three-point line with like three seconds left and instead of just hoisting a, a bad shot he, he pump fake took one dribble stopped and had a decent like mid-range jump shot that that rattled in and we looked at each other and we're like that is development like that is truly progression for him um, and it's you know sometimes it's silly to just kind of boil it down to one play but like those are those are things that he he's never done that before like that we haven't seen that much um uh from him like that sort of deeper mid-range jump shot it's not to say we want to see him do it all the time but that shot in that moment was much better than a hoist three over two defenders um so i thought he played really well um i'm excited i'm, I'm real happy with how marquise has played in the past like five games um or four games i don't know going back to harvard thought he played pretty pretty well except for the turnovers in harvard um and then since then i think he's been very consistent um i think he's probably 95 to 98 percent of the way back as far as like health wise goes and maybe that last little hurdle is just more mental than anything um but i'm i'm happy to see him back in action playing full games right like they're not i don't think they're they're not like babysitting him or whatever limiting him to a certain amount of minutes anymore um uh, so yeah, I loved how Marquise played. Um, I, I enjoyed seeing Braden get to the basket, seeing some of those turnaround jumpers, those mid-range shots. Like those are gonna, those those mid-range jump shots will always be open for Braden, um, just because of the way he plays. Like he's mostly a three-point shooter, and then occasionally you know drives to the hoop. So to see him uh, sort of break those those habits or those uh, tendencies and take at least like two mid-range shots a game. Those are going to be open for him, and we know he can hit them. So those are, you know, use those sparingly, but when you need a bucket, like that is one place where I would love to see this offense go to. Um, fun to see Ben have a couple highlights. Like I remember his, like, offensive rebound where he just soared through the air and put it back. That was really cool. Dude, um, was it a dunk? That was the thing I couldn't know. He was... had a dunk, but that was that was a layup. Okay, yeah, he looked like a Superman flying, so that's why it was tough. He did, but really did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he had the um, he had the legs extended. He was a, he was out there. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. Otherwise, I mean, just kind of good contributions across the bench. Uh, there was one I remember one rotation in the second half. I want to say like early second half where uh, uh, Drew tried to bring in the bench guys, 
and uh, the five <laughs> yes. that came in, uh, St. Bryce, Jalen, Jaden, and uh, Sheldon, were immediately taken out because they had three like bad offensive possessions, let up two baskets, and um, you know, good for Drew for for you know not allowing that to happen. Like that, it was it was really bad play, and I'm sure they watched film on it, and I'm sure that won't happen again. Um, so that was just kind of something that stuck out to me from this game. Um, no, absolutely. I think yeah, the no, thing no, is this this it. game was so much positive. So I think um, right, like this might not be. <laughs> This is different from maybe the other two positive games we had that we talked a little negative, right? Because we've went on a run of 0-4, and, and now it's like, okay, a win in any facet right now is important. Um, it's the just-win-baby mentality. Um, and I think that's nearly like similar to the mentality of Marquise Kennedy. I really love that point. Like The DePaul game played 40 minutes, and that's including overtime, right? The Green Bay game, only 23, I think. Of course, that, that helps when you had a wide, big score, I think, rest time. Um, so for sure, but like, yeah, no, even in the green Bay game, he's got five assists that I think is a really interesting highlight to see the ball filter through him. And if I remember correctly, um, I think I turned to you and I was like, this is exactly what we need to allow Braden to score. Um, and lo and behold, Braden scores 18 points and I am pretty sure. And I apologize and I will do this and maybe tweet it out, but I'm pretty sure I looked at Braden's, all his shots, um, were at least assisted um, by someone. I'm pretty sure okay. almost all of Braden's, like, threes at least, were every three I'm pretty sure was assisted by someone. Like, it wasn't a three he made. He didn't come up with his own. I'm pretty sure it was an assist. And I think that's just the fundamentals of finding another guy to get a scoring opportunity. And that's this is a great example of a game to try it out in, right? Figure out, can Braden be off ball and we can get him the ball and finds a shot? Absolutely, I think this should, proved it. Because Braden pretty much proved it at four of six from three, so I think you're, or four yeah four of six from three. So I think you're absolutely right when it when you see guys like Marquise Kennedy might not have a massive blow up in the box score right, but then in a way it's connected to the other guys' blow ups in the box score. That's just what it is. Um, it's just that whole like everyone receives the ball on a given night and everyone might benefit. And there's going to be times where like what Saint the other night had what seven assists was it or seven rebounds and mm-hmm. or seven assists I think he had seven assists from seven correct. assists and then the next game he had eight rebounds yeah exactly so like a seven assist night is not something to think that you're not that's if you, if every bucket was two that's fourteen points right there like that's that's a that's tremendous huge. amount yeah exactly so um, again it's almost like hockey right I kind of wish we had like points valued where like you got a point. Just a track of like the amount. Again, we have plus minus right in basketball, but I just kind of like in hockey they have like the plot, the points, right? Because then you know a guy like had three points last night might not have scored anything, but you the value of contributing to a win is so valuable. And I think guys like Marquise Kennedy set that tone in certain games, and I do think he's kind of on his way back. Um, again, of course, DePaul, blow, what a wake up game in my opinion, twenty six points. But this game was great. Another guy um, who I think used in my opinion, this Green Bay game. I, I, I don't want to say he, he hadn't used it any other game before, but I think this was a game maybe to kind of collect and figure out. Um, was maybe, I, it's weird to say this, but I think Bryce a little bit, like he played 12 minutes, but I liked the 12 minutes um, mm-hmm. just because like, again, I, it was it was just like a way that was collective. It was smart. Um Again, it, it just was nice. Uh, Jaden Dawson, like 19 minutes. So you hadn't seen him in a little bit. Uh, Jalen Quinn. So, like, 
we I guess really maybe I'll group the bench right like we got to see bench guys um, that wasn't that kind of crew that little had the mistakes but like guys like Saint Jalen and Jaden like they got minutes and they were able to use them um, mm-hmm. Saint even though with the zero points I I'm not too worried um, I think the offense is just being fluttered through guys right now that I think his time will come. Uh, Jalen Quinn, a happy, happy smile on my face that I saw him on the court. I think you tapped me on the shoulder and pointed out. So really, like, I was really grateful to see the bench and Marquise Kennedy. Now, again, nothing against Ben, nothing against Phil or Tom or Brady, but it's like those guys have kind of had their games. And even Marquise, right, they, he had his DePaul game. So seeing the bench guys get out there, make mistakes, figure it out, figure out what works, that's helpful. And lastly, to your point, I really loved it was – Drew did let the bench guys go a few possessions. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. you made a mistake, you're all out. Like, no, there was, a, like, two bad offensive possessions, and then you give up, like, in my opinion, I think it was two bad defensive possessions. So, in reality, that's four chances. And it was just, like, nothing seemed cohesive. And it wasn't that, like, no one was, like, figuring it out. It was just, like, nothing was really working. And it was just, like, how about we just have a few good runs, and then we get back into it. Um, so I think that's the big thing with games like this is like being able to see the bench be productive in a way of minutes and kind of contribution. I think that's huge just for a win of the team kind of getting back on that chemistry, which I think that's the, that's the thing that's been lacking, right? We're, we're trying to figure out what this team chemistry or this team kind of like focus is with a lot of new faces. So being able to get a lot of different rotations out there helps a lot. Honestly, it really does. I, I don't think, I don't think it's a bad thing to try it out in a game like green Bay, um, as long as it works, right? If Drew needs to take you out and put you in the starters, that's what's going to happen, which is fine. But you gotta, we gotta like also give some room to figure it out. So I think I was excited to see that uh, more than anything. Yeah, I think your point about like team chemistry is is an interesting one because it's is that's impossible to quantify, right? Like there's no stat, but um, I I think we've seen this team kind of get closer and, and just it, it seems like on defense they're they're communicating better or even without communicating knowing where each other are on the court um in stuff that we see like at timeouts and and huddles and all that kind of stuff it just it feels better and uh, that's you know such a uh silly thing to say sometimes because like i said there's no way to to measure that but you know we've seen like even at, i remember at halftime of the depaul game Marquise was just so fired up and like so pumped up to be up um, talking to his teammates like I'm sure saying crap like this is my city blah 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 right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like but that's something this team needs like those guys Lucas was that guy right like we've seen Braden get pissed off and fired up and that sort of thing but besides that we hadn't seen much I mean maybe Marquise from time to time but uh, I, I really am enjoying that, that part of his game, Marquise's game. Um, we've seen Phil, I think, kind of get up, and, and he's just so physical that that sort of stuff is fun. Um, Tom, I think, we've seen a lot of, of more, a lot of passion and emotion from him, which is cool. Um, and I just think that helps all these guys, right? Like, they all want to be that guy. And when they see their teammates getting fired up, like, that just pumps them up be the next one to, to have that moment so no i, I think yeah, that part of our team chemistry is, is interesting i think the one thing that i'll say to like again we don't have maybe a necessary exact answer but at least in my at least in the last few years of what this team is 
an answer to chemistry is this stat, I think, from the Green Bay game. We made 28 field goals. We had 15 assists. Like, more than 53, 50% of our made shots were assisted on. And that's something that we – and then I looked it up while you were chatting. So I was listening. I want people to know I don't ignore my co-host. But um, all of Braden's threes were assisted by someone. Um, and that changes, I think, a massive dynamic. That's kind of the chemistry that, like, Braden can get a pass given to him and he doesn't have to, like, kind of create his own shot um, and he can find the net, back of the net, right? Like, that's just – it can be a swoosh. It could be – I don't care. But, like, he's consistent in this game where it's like that. And I think that's a massive – leap from us also kind of getting out of that turnover ratio, right? Assists being so high, we had a we had a uh, we had a positive assist to turnover ratio, which I think was the first maybe maybe, maybe. I'm say but really I'm pretty Dickinson sure it was really close. Was it okay, yeah. Um and again, I think you and I joked back and forth the um the last turnover of course was I think Braden or someone held the ball. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, like I think the assist um, really can dictate the positivity this team could bring on offense. Um, and, of course, then that also helps with that chemistry. I, and, again, there's no, there's no going to be no exact way, right? Do guys know how to call each other for a good pick and stuff like that? We're not going to have the exact science. On, we're not Bill James here. But I think when you can see it in the box score and then on the court, guys passing to each other and getting fluid kind of possessions out of it and not being rushed or being forced to sh- pass in, um, I think that just helps tremendously. And this is the type of game you needed to see those things try to be worked on, and that's exactly what they did, um, honestly. So it was it's really great to see. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the third time. Uh, Fairleigh Dickinson, Central Arkansas, and then uh, against Green Bay. Oh, Central Arkansas, that's right. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, one. it was like a good game, but it was like the one just like kind of not forgettable, but it was like we needed it so bad. Like it's like, okay, put that one in our pocket, like on to the next one, you know. It, it kind of it kind of was. No, you're right. You're right. This this one I think we needed also badly just because it was after a tough one loss. Yeah, so. yeah. But again, overall great game. In, in a sense, a blowout, you could say. I think it was just more that we kept being consistent. Um, funny enough, Green Bay uh, did score 30 in the second half, but again, it was a, I think, a quiet 30, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, overall excited, uh, great game, and a great, a great tone for the rest of the week. Then, honestly. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that it did. The 70 to 46 victory over Green Bay was a good tone, and it gave us a little nice taste in our mouth going to travel to Atlanta, um, where uh, we were going to take on Clemson um, in the holiday hoops giving event. Um, we've had a little bit of history there. Uh, Lou, I know you wrote about it. So if you want to talk a little bit more just about the history of that building and what that means to our program or, you know, just the past couple of years, because uh, there's probably some. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. No, you're good. At first thought, I, I got really confused um, by a lot of the tweets when I was preparing for this, right? Because they kept saying, we have a lot of history, we have a lot of history. And I was like, I don't remember playing at a state farm arena. Like, I don't at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, lo and behold, I look up. Uh, the arena was renamed uh, after our um, our sweets, our Final Four run. Uh, so yes, this was the Phillips Arena, uh, now the State Farm Arena in Atlanta, and we have a quite a history there. Um, if you don't recall, our Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight games were played there. Um, so not like easy games, not like anything was easy, but like these games were two games that were like, okay, you've been two and zero now time to lose the magic kind of thing and like no this Loyola program didn't lose the magic and uh, as people recall we won two games at the arena so uh, quite some history for sure um, 
and I think uh, that's the biggest thing is that uh, there was and even Drew I think Drew had been the only one I think that was the weirdest thing um, I realized I didn't mention it oh, but yeah. Drew has been the only person um, yeah. well besides London so yeah but pretty much just the coaching staff only person on the coaching staff that actually would have been in that building for the game um so when because even i laughed right like the guys are sitting on it has the atlanta atlanta hawks logo on their seats and everything so i think that was pretty cool but yeah no we played uh again nevada and kansas state there so another blowout game though you can't i i can't say kansas state wasn't a blowout game Mm -hmm. that that pretty much was um but the nevada game as we know wasn't wasn't a close one um but yeah no um that was the fun history but again um funny enough i was like flipping through to understand what stadium we played in and of course they changed the name but uh no for for quite a history i think we we made a quite a statement though um on saturday for sure against clemson yeah speaking of that nevada game um i think i saw ben richardson tweet uh that um someone's got to go and make that exact shot that marcus hit or like take a picture or something like he was was just oh the exact spot yeah yeah. or you were gonna say something though no, and then just like history-wise, another thing. This is our first time ever playing Clemson. I found that yeah, interesting, that's so, but so interesting. again, yeah, it is. And then honestly, um, it was kind of like we played ACC teams, though, right? Have we? And we've played a few for sure, but yeah, no, first time playing Clemson. Well, um, I'm glad that it was uh, end up being a good result because that's always better to talk about. Um, so uh, we went in there and. Uh, yeah, I mean, quite honestly, it was a pretty comfortable win. Um, after the, like, 11-ish minute mark or 12, 11 and a half minutes in the first half, when we took the lead, uh, we kept it for the next, you know, about 30 minutes, um, which in my eyes is a pretty pretty comfortable lead. Um, there were times at which uh, Clemson trimmed the lead to four, uh, and then, but in the second half, I mean, the closest they got was, like, mm, eight or seven. Yeah, seven, I think, at one point. So... Um, it was a great team win. Um, I, I, Phil and Braden obviously played extremely well. Uh, Phil led the team with 23 points. Uh, Braden had 19. But uh, lots of lots of great contributions across the board. Tom with nine points, four rebounds, and I I can't remember if I read season high or career high four assists. Um, some good minutes from from Marquise. Um, definitely, I mean, didn't shoot the ball all that much, but made him when it counted or when he needed to. Uh, and six points, three re- rebounds, two assists, and three steals from Marquise. That three steals is really nice. Um, and then off the bench, uh, great, great minutes from Jaden Dawson. Uh, nine points, um, great shooting numbers, a big and one, four for five from the free throw line, which I'll take all day. Um, but great to see him uh, kind of stepping up and maybe maybe snagging a little bit of a role uh, over the past three games or so. Um, fun to see um, some great, uh, I think, highlight moments. Uh, love to see that Tom Welch alley-oop. Man, that was he, that's so pretty. Um, another Tom Welch moment where uh, ball screen and roll and Tom got the ball and jumped up to grab it. And before he could even touch the ground, he kicked it out to Phil for three. Oh, that was just super, super pretty. Um, and Phil, just, I mean, a great shooting night. Four threes, which is just huge. Um don't know if it was part of the game plan or if it was just like, hey, they're not guarding me out here. Like, let me let me let me let her rip. 
Um, but love to see that. And uh, uh, Braden, yeah, great game. Five threes, seven assists, which is a nice number for him. Also had three steals. Um, so uh, those are kind of some of the highlights. Um, but, uh, yeah, Lou, any, anything that stuck out for you or for you for this game? Yeah, um, again, it's the ball movement for me is number one. Um, we had, again, 18 assists um, of 27 shots made. Um, so, again, I'm going to repeat myself in the Green Bay game, but I'm happy to do this one. Uh, we made shots off assist. And if you want to go again, I did the research. Out of four out of Braden's five three-pointers were all assisted to him. Phil's, I have to do the research. But, um, yeah, it, it's just exciting to see that. Uh, we had not a positive nor a negative a assist to turnover ratio. We were exactly at zero. Uh, we had 18 assists and 18 turnovers. So one you don't want to see as high as the other. But again, 18 assists is a lot of nice ball movement. Uh, uh, even Braden found a way to have seven assists. Um, but even guys like Tom had four assists. Um, so like there were contra- contributions from everyone really moving the ball. And I don't think there was kind of a question of like relying on someone to make the shot. You mentioned Tom's little, I, I don't even know how, if it touched his hand, but like it felt like a little finger tip pass mm-hmm. that he just found Phil right in the corner, um, wide open. And it was great look, right? Cause it was like down to Tom, but then Tom in, or sorry, it wasn't down to Tom. It was the pick and roll kind of play we have. Um, and it was like, Oh, down to Tom. And then Tom found him in the corner. So ball moon was uh, clear there. Right. Um, so that's a great point. And then secondly, um, I just have to brag. I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. mention it in the preview, but we held this team Clemson on a, a lot of stops on defense, a lot of stops on defense, uh, either forcing a bad shot or getting the turnover, um, on Clemson. And it was really great. Um, I can go into it, Buck, if you want, I have them written here, but, um, yeah, I think I have at the last seven minutes of the first half, we only, we held them to six points. Mm-hmm. The last seven minutes of the second half, we held them to three points. Yeah. So in 14 minutes, that's nine points. Um, and that is that is more than a quarter of the game um, where they're only scoring nine points. So that's just fantastic uh, defense. Um, I think you see six steals. That is a lot of steals. Crazy to think it was only really two guys. I honestly think it's just like however you Sometimes dictate get, who like, got the steal. out, and then whoever grabs the Yeah, ball. I always forget. 2K always messed with my head with that. It was like, you might have stripped it, but it's the guy who collected it, yada, yada. I'll have to check that. But regardless, like I think that's enough. Six steals is enough to say that's a contribution from a lot of people, right? Um, that kind of making some headway. So, yeah. Um, I think those are the two big wins there for sure, right? Like being able to move the ball and finding offense um, and making it look really, really smooth. But I think the assist helped with that. And then just locking down on defense, right? I think regardless of how many turnovers we had, the attitude toward staying your ground on defense and not just like, shit, I turned the ball over. Oh, I'm going to like kind of like, like just you have that sometimes in your head. You're like, damn, I messed up. Just not, but like, no, like, To me, it seemed like, okay, we turned the ball over. Can't really cry about it. Got to move on. Got to lock down on defense. And I clearly think that's what it it was. Um, But, yeah, those are the two big ones, Buck. Um, There's a few points I want to just reiterate at the end. But, yeah, no, excited to get this win. I I don't know. I can talk about my commentators, but we we can get into actual stats, (laughs) which is fine by me. Yeah, one of the things I did want to mention, um, it was a good weekend to be a part of the uh, Alston family. 
Um, great night for Phil, but also uh, congratulations to his mother for winning the mini jerseys uh, a collectible giveaway. Um, so uh, if you did not win the giveaway and you wanted to, uh, you can go on mini jerseys website. There are uh, a bunch of different collectible mini jerseys, not just Loyola. But uh, so if you have another fan in your life that is a fan of either like Kansas or Alabama or Northern Illinois, Auburn, Boise State, um, those are the majority of them. Um, go ahead and, and find on their website, you know, get one of the mini jersey collectibles. It's a fun thing to throw in your office or your game room or your den, uh, whatever you might have. So, um, but going off of that, going back to Phil, um, I thought he had impact on both sides of the floor. Like we talked, I talked a little bit about his three point shooting, but also three block shots. Um, and one of those was on um, your aforementioned uh, end of the first half run when he blocked the shot and I believe like went the length of the floor or either might even might've gotten a pass back to him, but um, for a layup and one with like 30 seconds left, um, that was just such a pretty play uh, on both ends of the court by him. Um, and he's just coming, you know, like we've seen him come into his own um, and is that sort of guy that um, we have been able to count on. At, at times uh, to get a bucket or to make, and then this game, I think step up and make great defensive plays. Uh, those three block shots are just um, are huge for a team that we don't have a ton of height, um, at least not a ton of height that's been playing regular minutes. Um, and so for him to even, you know, get one block a game would be, would be really uh, huge for this team um, going forward on the defensive end. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think otherwise, like, I, it was great performances from a lot of guys. Um, turnovers, obviously, are, are just continuously an issue. We talked a little bit offline uh, about, like, the fact that, yeah, our turnovers were bad, but we had a great shooting night, and we had great defensive pressure, great defensive team effort. And if two of those three are, are clicking, it's probably going to lead to pretty good results. Um, now, you know, the, the trouble comes in when it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe you had 14 turnovers and you're shooting 33%. Okay, like where are you going to step up elsewhere? So, and this one is just such a obvious uh, difference between their excellent shooting, their excellent defense, and poor uh, ball handling ability. Um, so, uh, in the future, you know, those are, I think those are kind of our three categories that we're, maybe it's something that we'll, we'll keep track of from episode to episode and talk about like their shooting, their ball handling, and uh, their defensive pressure. But uh, I think that those are the three categories that the, this team needs to focus on moving forward in order to be successful. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, Yeah. no, I think you're right though, in the sense that like we've become a team that lives and dies by three, obviously, right? Like that's an obvious one. And then though, I think our ability to not turn over the ball <laughs> is being eminent this year. So it's, it's, it's a clear understanding that if, like you said, if you can get two out of the three and it's a positive win, I think that's just the momentum, right? Um, maybe that's something where we can look back and see. It's like, even though we had a great offensive night, maybe like shooting a great field goal, we lacked turnovers for sure. And maybe again, barely really pressured in defense when he stops. Right. Um, so yeah, this, this team, I think it really can benefit from a positive sister turnover ratio. Um, cause they can shoot, right. We know they can shoot, but you could, you could shoot the lights out, but if you're just turning the ball over 
every other is maybe third possession. That's that's not a good stat. So, no, I think you're absolutely right on that point about like the value of these kind of three buckets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they just were, it was fun to watch on offense. I thought you know there's like lots of good highlights, but even those possessions where we just scraped by and maybe got a, a possession or a, a shot at the end of the shot clock. Um, what were great too. I actually, I saw, I think I just read on Twitter, um, one of the Clemson reporters was talking to the head coach of Clemson. Um, and the coach said, you know, there was a lot of times early in that first half where they, their Loyola's possessions were full 28, 29, 30 second possessions where like our guys just got tired, like defending for the full shot clock. And we have seen that is one of our things that we ha- held our, hung our hat on over the past few years is long offensive possessions so that when they get the ball back like then they're tired on the other end and that can create turnovers and and so on and so forth so um i don't know that if that that's something that i i'm like i'm excited that it worked for clemson but this team is a little different and has some different strengths um and weaknesses so um it's nice as something to have in your back pocket to kind of pull out and see if it works um, at some point during games. But um, it was just an interesting tidbit and like a throwback of like, wow, yeah, this used to work a lot. Maybe it's something they want to look into and, and try to get that going again um, this season with this team. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's an interesting point for sure about like, I forget who was it. Was it like Halsel Metrics? They used to have like our pace. Yes. Yeah. I need still... to look into that because we, they still because we've talked about like maybe changing up the tempo or um, ch- just changing up things because it like maybe it felt like we were moving too fast and maybe we were just turning the ball over. Um, so I think that for sure has been like something that's been on my mind of like what is the value of us rushing? Should we? And now again, I'm not saying we need to like you said. Do you drain the entire shot clock? I don't know if that seems to be working over a consistent amount of times and it's. It works up against guys like teams like Clemson, maybe uh, Albany where we test out again, or maybe Stanford, right? If it starts working, then maybe that's what you go to, right? That's your kind of bread and butter. But um, that is something that's very interesting because, like, we used to be known as, like, right, what, the low-scoring, mm-hmm. uh, defensive-minded, taking so much time off the clock teams, right? Porter, that was kind of what he was very much known for. So, um, and I think each coach is absolutely allowed to have their own different schema. So, um, I don't think you'll see the exact same, but maybe see an iteration of Drew's version of how to like limit the turnovers by slowing the ball down. Or just, again, even in this game, we might have had high turnovers, but we limited the uh, opportunities for Clemson to come back. That, that's what you do, right? When you take up that much time, regardless of maybe how many turnovers we had, we limited Clemson's chance of coming back. So I think that's a great, great way to think about kind of like how do you value the pace and like just – how to ball movement alone and if you need to take a step back maybe but maybe you just kind of continue what you're doing that's something to look out for especially when it comes to conference play for sure i think conference play is going to be a whole different ball game when it comes to what type of pace and rotations we have out there yeah it does it might change everything to be honest you never know (laughs) yeah you're absolutely right yeah it's another beast that we all are also new to this year being in the a10 for sure um, I'm curious. So you, you you mentioned announcers. I know we talked about. I want to I want to hear this. Oh. I need to hear it. 
Yeah, so um, I, I I sadly couldn't really watch the first half live. I also sadly couldn't make it down to Atlanta. So hats off to everyone who made it. I saw a lot of photos, loved it, absolutely. Like, did not realize they sent the, which was awesome, they sent the band down in the cheerleading squad or dance squad and, the, and of course, Lou. Um, which was awesome. I didn't, I didn't realize we did that, um, but it was awesome for sure. But in rewatching the game Sunday morning, uh, as I did with my paper, uh, as old as I sound, but with my paper and my tea, mm-hmm. I was rewatching the game, and I just like was really listening to these announcers again. And and the night before, I was like, these guys are like, I just, I just not getting a good vibe. These announcers, they just like, they're not like ones I'm falling in love with, but I don't hate them. Like, I'm not gonna hate an announcer, but. Just something was bugging me. And then, of course, they kept saying a phrase that they kept saying. I think Tom Welch and Phil were like, these are, these are like ACC player type guys. And I was like, these guys sound just like the Florida guys. Well, lo and behold, the first half, I missed them announcing that they were exactly the two men who did the play-by-play for our Florida upset exactly, I think, what, five years ago tonight, I think. Actually, now that I think about it, um, like as we record. So... Um, yeah. So again, maybe we need these two announcers though. Every time we play, <laughs> uh, sorry, it was, it was five years ago. Um, six days ago. So okay. December 6th. But, um, yeah, when I found out that these guys were the Florida guys, I think I'm going to ask them to almost play by play almost all our games. Um, I found out they were there. The one of them said he was in Myrtle beach and I was like, Oh, must've been bad luck. And then he goes, I didn't announce one of the Loyola games. I was like, yep. See, that's the that's issue. Why. So I think, regardless of uh, how they sound, I think they just need to be our play-by-play guys because uh, um, we just like to then beat teams from the South. Yeah. I'm going to call Clemson from the South. They I know are. they're it's South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, they are. The yeah, yeah. yeah, it's in their name. It's in the state name. Yeah. Right, right. Just but, uh, South Dakota yeah, is from just, the South, too, just because it's in their name. Absolutely. It's just <laughs> it's South. Yeah, South or something. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, again, nothing, nothing, again, nothing, no disrespect. I just, the announcers weren't my vibe. Again, they're not the usual guys and – they're, they're not they don't know the team as well right they're gonna do the generic like this team went to the final four did you know that did you know we have sister Jean? i'm like yes i love everything about it um did you know drew's the youngest yes but drew also took our team first time in history to back-to-back uh ncaa tournaments mm-hmm. um or for a while like stuff like that so there's other things we can talk about but again um and also don't don't like be like put down a guy for playing d2 basketball like that's it's okay it's okay to play d2 basketball yeah a lot of guys can come up and play so just felt a little bit but again hey um as i look up our loyola thing i here's a clip i can watch an hour and a half of our beat down on florida and it's the two guys faces again so i might have to listen to their voices maybe it puts me to sleep like it did clemson but um who knows but hey it was a win and I can't, I can't be critiquing a win that much anymore. So I think we got to just open up the checkbooks and sign these two announcers to uh, to a lifetime Loyola Rambler contract. Yeah, we got to get what is it, Learfield? We got to get Learfield on this and see. But we're not taking away. I don't want to take away uh, CT's uh, radio play-by-play. True. Uh, yeah. The broadcast. Yes, we don't want that. Or even Nick. I want Nick to be able to do games if he can. <laughs> so we're not going to take that away. But uh, yeah, no, quite quite a sight when they said that. I nearly jumped out of my seat. My wife even laughed because i said the exact same thing just minutes ago but yeah no i think it's interesting when you play on this stage um regardless of the court or anything the team just seemed to step up um not again we're not going to compare this team to florida game this is a totally different program five years ago again like i said the the only people to have stepped foot in this arena were drew and london i believe yeah on the staff so yeah 
Um, so it's a completely different team. But to get a win that it shares so many similarities, I think, um, is is very is very nice for sure. Also, so, it's just a, but yeah, it's exciting. It's a huge win for the A10 too. Who, um, if you all are paying attention, oh to, yeah, to the conference, like you can tell, like the, this conference has been struggling to get some big wins, and this is actually the third biggest win uh, this the season so far in terms of like Ken Palm and, and stuff. Um, just uh, it, it, Clemson came into the game, I think like 58th on Ken Palm um, and shooting the heck out of the ball from three, like 42% from three or something. So it, it was an impressive win. It caught the eyes. I know of a lot of people like in our A10 circle. Um, I think, I think some people started to take notice a little bit. You know, we had been talking about like, oh, we see some, progress we see some development yada yada like no one a10 guys weren't seeing that right like they're not watching our game against central arkansas and saying oh great like your third guy off the bench has like eight points like oh you know they they don't care about that right like now they say oh you beat clemson by 18 on a neutral court oh that's you know i'm gonna start paying attention now um so we we still have another opportunity to kind of turn heads and and really um bring some momentum into a10 conference season um, SLU, I think, is still solid. Uh, but uh, some of those other teams, Dayton, VCU, like they're struggling just like us. Um, and they were right around the same sort of projections that we had coming into the year, if not a little bit better. Um, so don't, uh, don't, lose, don't lose faith in this team. Um, you know, it's, it's not like we can expect to win the conference, but some crazy stuff has happened. I wouldn't be surprised if 13 wins, like wins the conference this year. 13 out of 18 just with like the chaos that is a 10 this year um but we will we will be getting into a 10 stuff in the next couple episodes uh next week we'll we'll kind of go over what everyone's non-con looked like um just to get into that and then the week after that we'll go into our a 10 preview and maybe just give a rundown on you know i don't know if we can do all 15 teams or 14 teams other than loyola but Maybe maybe six of them, you know, that were, that kind of stick out. Some interesting teams, some high risers, or uh, whatnot. So uh, we will get into that. Uh, as for this episode, uh, Lou, any any other thoughts on, on Clemson or um, just general uh, thoughts uh, about about the week? Yeah, I think um, putting two in the bank back to back wins is huge especially right before this break. Um, again, good luck to his finals to all the players and to any student. Finals week is not a f- fun thing, but it's definitely a tough grind. Um, I think these show that, hey, let's do it again the following week, right? We got Albany and we got Stanford um, because these last four games can really just, I think, turn a tide um, of, like, what the conference play can look like because mm-hmm. um, really I think people said like the Valley, there wasn't that like big of a gap between like, so what the top three teams, I think the a 10, it, uh, each game is going to be a dog fight. And literally it could be the difference of you being seated third or seventh. Yeah. Like it, those are going to be the, the, the dividers, right? Like that range from like three to eight, even right. That can dictate if you're playing even what Tuesday night, maybe, or like a, a two bad losses. So I think finishing con, Finishing non-con very strong, like we have so far, can really, really benefit for sure. Um, I don't think at this point worry about the net ranking or anything. I've been trying to read, but right now we just got to win. 
Um, I think we're at a five and five record. Like that's the biggest summary. Also, at the end of this week, we're back to five hundred in the in the on our standings. Um, now, can we get above five hundred? Right? Can we get a game over five hundred? Then can we worry about Stanford? Right? So getting these wins is going to help, right? We have five losses. Uh, that's that's a lot for th- this program recently. Um, so um, I think the biggest thing right now is taking each game, uh, just just win, baby. Like that's the mentality, just win. And I think that's the exciting thing though is that each game is like there's don't worry about anything else, just just win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's kind of the crazy thing, honestly. Like, well, yeah, last season we had five. Uh, we had, we had eight losses the year before we had five. So this is kind of new territory of having five already. So I think right now we just got to win. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, as far as the Rambler roundup portion of the episode, uh, big congratulations to Brayden Norris on being player of the week in the A-10. Um, second Ooh. back-to-back weeks with some recognition. Ben uh, Benny had the all-rookie or rookie of the week last week. And then Braden this week uh, with back-to-back like 18 and 19 point games, um, so excellent performance by him. You know, I think there's a little bit of a reward in being a beating Clemson, right? Like I think that's a, a, they wanted to mention that as well. But just an excellent week for him. Um, he said on on Instagram himself he didn't go anywhere, but he's back. Uh, so check that post out on Instagram. Um, and then on the uh, women's basketball side of things, tough week for the women. Uh, mentioned last week they were playing DePaul and Marquette. Uh, did drop both those games, and they, uh, you know, I, the DePaul one was pretty ugly. i um, be honest, um, but the Marquette one was a bad second quarter there, right? Yeah, Sorry, wasn't third it? was bad too. The I mean, quarter. it was it was poor. Oh, what? They played okay. poorly all game except for the fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, I think they beat them in the fourth quarter. I saw they which did. Was great, yeah. but. Yeah, Again, it was overall not. Yeah, and I, I even talked to Coach Guth about. It. I was like, look, like even though the DePaul took out their best two players in that fourth quarter, they still have a stacked roster. So, like, I'm sure Coach Guth would have recruited like all of their other players too, right? Or would would have wanted to. So it was still impressive that they mm-hmm. went out in the fourth and did win the fourth quarter. But um, it was a rough game. Uh, Marquette, totally different story. The first half, Loyola played great. They probably one of the best halves I've seen them play. Um, they still did. They were down three going into half. They had an opportunity to tie the game, um, but uh, Maya Chandler was like awesome in the first half. Just kind of scoring wise was just like putting on a clinic, uh, driving to the hoop, and, and finishing with contact and stuff like that. Um, second half, they just they got outplayed. They got um, they, mm. they couldn't really handle the pressure that Marquette put on them um, and turned the ball over a lot. A lot of like easy bu- buckets for Marquette that like boosted their lead pretty quickly. Um, but some, some development. One of the real bummers, um, Satori Tannen is out with an injury, uh, who is their starting post player. Um, and it looks like Coach Guth said she'd probably be out about a month at the, at the best. So that is going to be really tough for them to replace her minutes. She's a big rebounder. She's pretty physical. Um, and they already don't have a ton of size. So losing their tallest player is going to be tough. But um, just more opportunities for some of those other girls to get in there and play some – so minutes, um, they have a bit of a break. Actually, I think until the twentieth, uh, and then they play their. They have it's not really an MTE, but they get two games in I think two days uh, down in I want to say South Carolina. I'm not Orlando. Hoping. Orlando. Okay, thank you, thank you. Oh, sorry, I just I looked at it earlier. No, yeah. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. Um, 
So yeah, a couple a couple chances to get a couple wins there. I think they'll be should be competitive in both those games and hopefully get a couple W's. So um very nice. Any last thoughts? Hey, just win. Just win. Let's let's uh everyone take a little breath and get a few days here, but then uh let's uh rest up and scream our lungs out on Sunday uh when they are back home to play Albany. So um thank you all for listening. Don't forget, always remember. Go Blurs.